welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success. For each and every day, I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptip.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Drew Plant on the line, and he's managing member over at Plant Communications. Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Plant Communications and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you start it in your career and in business? Um, I think what I have in common with your guests is that I like to tell stories. Um, your guests are usually great storytellers, and really what I do is help people tell their stories. Um, you might think of it as their personal brand. That's awesome. And so in you know, when it comes to telling stories, some uh, people are better at it than others. You, I, I thank you for the compliment, by the way, to all the guests. Uh, but that being said, some people are better than others, and some. And I know this is going to vary from person to person. But uh, what do you find are some of the challenges that your just everyday business owner, small business owner, has in crafting their story? What are some of the common mistakes that they make? I think the main mistake they make is maybe overlooking um, what great stories they have and some of the important nuances of those stories. And so what I do is help tease those out and, and really help them understand um, that other people do want to hear those stories, how to shape them. Um, we all have a personal brand. It just has to do with managing those. So how, how did you get started and kind of what inspired you to go into the into the public relations business in general? Because it was that like a calling work? Because you've been, I mean, you've been in business well over a decade. Uh, so you're definitely an expert in what you do. Just curious on how you, how you got started. Um, I always liked telling stories and, and hearing stories. And I found that I enjoyed writing and that I had a knack for it. And so the next piece of the puzzle was really figuring out how to make writing pay. Um, and my mother happened to be in public relations, and my dad was the local banker, so it's kind of logical that I <laughs> ended up doing PR for, among other people, uh, folks in, in financial services. So really, it was quite a natural thing that I fell into. I feel pretty lucky that I didn't cast about um, in other professions. That's amazing. Uh, you are the first person I've ever met that was second generation PR. That's awesome. Um, so, so that being said, I, I want to switch it up a bit, uh, Drew. I want to go a little bit further into what you're doing over at uh, Plant Communications. So first, uh, tell us a little bit more about the business, please. So um, the way I would explain it is that I'm a virtual public relations firm, and, and that is the work. Um, independently for the time, solo, especially when I'm advising clients on shaping and managing their communication strategy. But the virtual part comes in when my clients need um, various teams of professionals, I assemble those for them, usually from other freelancers. Um, those communications pros could range from designers to photographers, other writers, social media gurus, digital marketing experts really whatever the clients need on an ongoing basis or for a project. 
That's awesome. Um, any kind of trends that you, I mean, so you, I mean, being in the business as long as you have, going up 10 years, at least with plant communications, um, so things that obviously have got, started to go more and more digital, I mean, that might be an understatement on my part. Um, any kind of trends that you care to comment on that you're noticing in the world of PR um, based off your vantage point? Um, I think we've gone through this era where everybody talked about branding and it was a buzzword and people had different ideas of what it meant. And I think what's come out of that is people are paying attention to the fact that they have a personal brand and that they need to manage it. Um, I think where we sometimes find a gap is people think if they manage it on one channel or one platform, then they've got it. So, for instance, I've got a great Instagram account. You know, I've got my brand. But really, it <laughs> needs to go across everything on and offline. Um, and you're right that it's more and more digital. Um, but I will say one trend, sort of retro, when we look at the digital digital marketplace, is that sometimes you can win by going old school. That is, if everybody's online, but you send you know one of your clients a handwritten note, that may be the way you through the clutter. So it's not always the obvious thing of being the best person on a certain social media platform. Oh, I love that you say that about going old school, sending a thank you note, or um, or even if it's a mail. And <laughs> people are like, so for some of the, some of our listeners right now who are maybe just graduating college or you know other things like that, I I know a lot of people like especially the younger generation, they don't get mail, so that you get you get them a piece of mail and they'll open it. Whereas um, they may get a couple pieces of mail in their mailbox, but they might get a hundred emails in their email box. Which one is going to get more of their attention, right? Right. I love it. Um, talk to us a little bit more about some of the uh, some of the tactics that you use to help your clients, because I don't want to assume that everybody listening um, um, has a is, has a well versed reason number one um, in in knowledge, or they may not have ever worked with anybody that's in PR, even though they know they need to do it. They know they need to think about their personal brand more. They know they need to hire a professional, but they just haven't made that step yet. Let's talk about some of the specifics that you do. Okay. Um, one thing that I would say up front is that I begin by talking to my clients about the fact that I'm not the subject matter expert. They are. So they're expert at what they're do doing. I'm expert, I hope, at helping them tell that story. Um, one early thing I face with most clients is that I think most people are better writers than they would think. A lot of clients come to me and they say, I'm not a very good writer. I need help with that. But the truth is, most of them are better than what they think. And then what we have to do is decide, you know, what is that place you stand in? What's your primary message? What are the secondary messages? And how do we tear away all the stuff that's extraneous to that and start finding ways to tell your story? And that's going to look different ways for different people depending on their comfort zone and on their business and audiences. So we might be working together to find them speaking opportunities. We might be finding ways to place their book. Um, we might be finding ways for them to write articles or be quoted in articles. Or we might be doing a combination of those things. That's awesome. Um, and can you uh, talk a little bit more about the importance of, uh, of of branding? I know you mentioned it as a trend, but again, there's a lot of people that still don't understand uh, that 
you have a brand and that you have a, an appearance, and if you're not cultivating it or crafting it yourself, um, somebody else is doing it for you. It's called any piece of um, online material out there about you. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, along with the definition of PR, which talks about deliberate communication, I would say that that's an important part of branding, and you made a great point that your brand is going to happen from information out there, so you might as well control it. And I think one of the things to do um, most importantly for that is the consistency, and that is the words and images that go out there about yourself. And that can be the way you use your name, the literal images you put out there, photos of yourself, the way you describe your business, um, print materials for people who still have those, and the way you represent yourself digitally, and making sure people can find you, that they're hearing things consistently, and that they understand um, the space that you play in. Yeah, I always like to make the uh, comparison. I'd say, so, you know, think before online, before, uh, you know, internet, before all of this, what did we do as business people? So you might have gone to your chamber of commerce, which you still may do, but that's how you thought about your brand. So you wore a suit if you were a suit tie, if that was your brand, or you, um, or if you wrote a book, you, you brought that with you maybe, or all these other things. Now, um, the, the way I like to think of it is um, you're still having that interaction, but the difference is, is that it's online. So now um, you're, you're not, you have to really think about it. Do you wear, are you in pictures with suit and ties all day? Well, if you wear a suit and tie all day and that's your brand and it's not just on LinkedIn, but that's the way you meet with your clients, then maybe that's what you want to have more things out there than, um, than the less formal brand because if somebody Googles you and you come up on social media and it's something completely different, that may have to turn off to some of your potential clients. So I like to, th I, I try to take people when I have this conversation from thinking about it as this big complex thing to just boiling it down to, hey, um, if you were going to a Chamber of Commerce meeting right now, what would you wear? All right, so think about it that way. And what kind of picture would you take? What kind of, if that's your brand, that is. That's just one example. Could be the, the complete opposite of running a, a charter boat service, right, in Marina Del Rey. Completely different, right? Exactly. And one thing that I tell people um, to consider is you understand what you do, and when you tell other people Sometimes we tend to overwhelm people with information. Uh, so the way I boil it down is to say, if you were explaining to your mother or grandmother or elderly neighbor what it is you do, think of what she's going to repeat at her bridge game or at the beauty shop or as she does community work. In other words, you know how to say what you do, and maybe you come up with a great elevator speech, but what is somebody else going to come away with? How will they... Um, pass that on to someone else. That's awesome. Uh, so, Drew, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on plant communications or to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to follow up? Um, across social media like Instagram and LinkedIn, I'm first initial B, Andrew Plant. Um, that'll probably be on your site. And my URL, my web address is Plant Communications. Dot com. So it's pretty simple. Perfect. Um, well, hey, Drew, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work that you're doing over at Plant Communications. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. 
Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, share this with your friends, your family, your colleagues. I mean, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Drew, thanks again for coming on. Oh.